and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. And today we are having coffee and chatting about our studios and we don't have a solid plan of our topic for today, but we're just going to kind of... We are talking about COVID-19 and our studios because that seems to be what everyone wants to hear us talk about. Yeah. So, you know, we don't mean to be redundant. We're going to talk about where we are this week in our planning, uh, which of course is all subject to change as the days go by. Mm-hmm. But um, we're just going to start there. Yeah. So, Robin, how how is your studio? How are you? How are you doing? Well, um, we, you know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been just hoping and praying for this PPP funding to come through. You know, with this feeling of, oh my God, if this funding comes through, all our problems will be solved. So on Thursday, it came through. Yay! It was, very, it was a big relief, but it was immediately followed by a feeling of panic because the rules keep changing in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really knows, the, knows what the rules are, the people who work at the bank. All the, the, a lot of the information that we're getting online is contradictory. And it's not for sure that the funds will, that the loan will be forgiven. And so we're in a position where we have to spend the money first and then apply for forgiveness. So if I knew today that it was not going to be forgiven, I would probably not spend it. (laughs) Yeah, you you would just send it right back. (laughs) Right. So I just don't, I feel like that puts us in a very stressful situation because we're kind of, gambling. And of course, we want to play by the rules and follow all the instructions to the T, but we don't know what the rules are exactly. Right. So we're struggling with that. And um, so what are the varying reports that you've been seeing? My understanding is that at least 75% of the money you receive must go directly towards payroll. And the other 25% can be spent on things like rent or mortgage, utilities, etc. Right. However, when we applied, it was um, you apply for a number that is based on what your own payroll, utilities, rent, and health insurance premiums are, right? So we applied for this amount and we got it. We got it all, which was great. However, after we applied, they took out the 1099 piece. So now you now. And oh, I, they did. Well, that's what my HR person is telling me. And oh, no. as now there's a new thing where 1099 people have their own, they can apply for themselves. So they don't want them getting d- double dipping. Okay, please oh. check on everything that I say. <laughs> don't take Robin's word as the gospel because right. we don't know. <laughs> well, I have an HR person whose job it is, it, her job is to be up to date on all of the HR things. And this is all so new that, I mean, literally she's been racking her brain for the last 48 hours trying to get all the information so that we do it right. But it keeps, like I said, there's contradictory information and sometimes information changes. So where she, what she told me this morning was we cannot use our piece, our seven, our, our, piece that we were going to use for payroll. We can't use it for our independent contractors. Our music instructors are independent contractors. Everyone else is employees. So that means we have more money than we need. 
okay? So if we don't use it for payroll, then we have to pay it back, which is fine. But the amount that we, this is, and this is the other tricky thing. So the, the remaining part that we actually paid um, in payroll goes, see, this is how confusing it is. It affects how much I can spend on my utilities, my rent, and my other, you know. Right. So right. if I spend less on payroll, I have less to spend on those other things. Hmm. Um, but also there's questions like, is health insurance premiums for your employees, are they, is that included in payroll? In some cases that she's found online, yes, it's included in payroll and sometimes it's not. And that's a big deal because it throws off the whole percentages if you do it in one scenario or the other. When I applied, my little worksheet that I filled out had um, health insurance benefits listed as an included expense with the payroll. Yeah. And that would be great because right. that up for the fact that I can't use the money for my 1099 people. So I'll be, that'll fill in the gap. But um, the other thing that is a bit of a challenge for us now is since this started, we did not lay anyone off, but some hours were reduced. So if, you, if I have a teacher that is used to working 15 hours a week, maybe now she's only working eight. And I was paying her for eight hours. Now I am trying to pay everyone that 15 hours a week again, right? But I need to have work for her to do. And I don't want to add any more Zoom classes to the schedule. We're, we've, we're good. So I want her to come into my studio to, to record nice, polished, higher production value um, lessons that we will package and, and sell on Kajabi, which is a great idea, right? Except yeah. the police pull the, the teacher over and say, you're not an essential worker. You are not supposed to be driving to work. Mm. Okay, so I mandated to use this money to pay my teachers, but my teachers are also mandated to not go to work. Right. So this is a challenge. Yeah. My thinking is, and I haven't heard back about my loan, about my PPP application yet. I know that my bank has it. It's in the quote unquote final stages of, of approval. And I have signed, I've, they sent me some documents to e-sign, which I did right away, of course. But I still don't know if I have it. My thinking is, if I, so, but it, it seems like I'm in a good spot right now. <clears throat> um, my thinking is whatever amount I get, I'm going to wind up paying my employees, whether they work those hours or not, because I'd rather pay, pay it to my employees than give it back. Even if they're not working that many hours. Right. Which is That's, what we're, yeah. Yeah. Kind of where we are too. But at the same time, I want to maximize it and reinvest it into the business mm -hmm. by getting those recordings right? so that we can f all flourish and still have a job in the fall because the work that they're putting into those videos now will produce revenue for me to keep things going in the exact fall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so, yeah. It's a little what a cluster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then today I drive to the studio to have this podcast recording with you, Miss Casey, and I pull up and I see uh, that I think someone might have tried to break into the studio last night. Oh no! So I don't. They didn't succeed, but still, it makes you feel a little slimy, you know, or violated. Yeah. Ugh. So, but I, I just worry about what 
you know, our world is going to look like moving forward. And, um, right. But you know, what makes me feel better. What? Like these kids, the students. Yes. When you, when you, when you see them posting their little videos of them doing their choreography on their deck or in their lawn, you know, backyard and they're, that that keeps me grounded and even when the studio was open when the door was doors were open i remember many 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 times just having a moment in my office over you know you have a stressful meeting with your accountant or a parent issue that stresses you out and my go-to relief was always, I'm just going to go sit in a classroom and I'm going to watch these kids dance and I'm just going to remember why we do this and put, you know, put things into perspective and then I'm going to feel better. <laughs> I'm still going to yeah. have that problem, but I'm going to feel better. But you're going to feel better. You're going to feel that renewed sense of purpose. <laughs> right. So it's a yeah. little harder to see them. No. Right. Have no. you just, have you been popping in on Zoom classes and just? Honestly, no, I haven't. I haven't. I know. That. I always mean to, and then I don't. <laughs> I am a little bit afraid to, because I am afraid of, I'm a ballet teacher, and mm -hmm. I like to look really orderly, and it makes me nervous to see things that are a mess. So I haven't, but I, I do check in with my teachers all the time. And as long as they're telling me that they think that things are moving along nicely, I believe them. Um, I do look at the comments on the Google Classroom and I do watch what people are saying in the Facebook group and the, and the fun things that people are posting. So I, am, I do feel like I'm taking the temperature of things and I have directors for, you know, oh, each level has a different... Um, advisor so like our diamond dancers have an advisor our pearls have an advisor and so those teachers who are advisors are responsible for making sure you know everyone's engaged oh we haven't seen bella in a while what's going on with bella oh she's you know she's not doing well mentally we need to check in with her maybe call her mom um you know that kind of stuff so yeah, i feel like great there's, idea. there's systems in place so that i can kind of stay focused on um, moving forward and not get caught up in the why are you dancing in fuzzy socks instead of your ballet slippers? I just I I don't have the brain power for that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get that. I totally get that. So let's talk a little bit about where we think things might be headed for our individual studios um, for the summer. I'm I'm starting to get some clarity, and it helps me to say it out loud so that I can um, I haven't announce it to my families yet but the more I talk it out like with you or my teachers um, the the more clear it becomes in my head and the the closer I am to being able to present it to the parents yeah what you got okay so I've been working on Kajabi which I'm very I talked about last time and I'm really excited about it it's a it's a platform that hosts online courses and it's it's really slick and I and I like it a lot and now that I'm getting the hang of it it's, it's not nearly as scary and daunting as it was at first. I'm getting it. So um, basically what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I've got so many different populations of people, but for, I'm talking right now about my creative kids dancers. So these are dancers between the ages of two and six. So that's who I'm talking about right now. I was going to offer a 
a series of evening classes for them, nine weeks through the summer, and the theme was around the world. And each week they would visit a different country and they would learn, you know, about the, t the, the Tarantella or the polka or, you know, whatever. My creative kids director designed this whole cute little um, theme. And they would, in, you know, instead of having like a little sticker card at the end of class when you attend, she has a little passport we had our designer make. So they get their passport stamped to that they visited all these uh, countries. Super cute. So I'm having Mandy, our creative kids director, come in and film each lesson with my son, Nick. So, and, and it'll be in the studio, so it won't look like her kitchen. And um, she'll do the lesson in its entirety. And we're packaging it on Kajabi as a nine-week session that drips out one lesson per week. Prior to the start of that, they will get a box delivered to their porch, either through the mail or I'll drive them around. Um, and it will include all the props that we would use. So maybe little castanets and maybe, um, I don't know, whatever she was going to use in the class, we're going to give one to each kid so that mom can pull it out. Hopefully she follows the directions and pulls it out. Like this is the week we're going to China. So anyway, they'll, they'll get the package. They'll get the nine weeks of classes, but this is the magic piece. If mid July we're allowed to start, re-entering the studio, parents will have the option of attending the class in studio according to their own comfort level. So let's say mid-July, we're allowed to start having six kids at a time, you know, in squares with no parents. And I put that out there. And maybe the three and four-year-old moms are like, yeah, we're not really good with that. But the six-year-old moms are like, okay, we are so, so ready. Or you're going to have different families on different sides of the fence. So they have the option of doing that per their comfort level. And I like that idea because it puts them in control and then no one can say you're doing it wrong. Or no one can complain that, you know, we're trying to insist that their child be in an, un an unsafe situation. Because you're right. going to have people all over the spectrum on it. Right. Right. Um, and maybe, maybe they come into the studio one week and then they change their, their mind the next week. Right. Exactly. And maybe we have the, the laptop set up and we do the Zoom class for the ones at home. What, you know, maybe there's six of them in the studio and then maybe there's 20 of them at home that are watching live from Zoom, but they still get the drip every, every week regardless so they're getting more than what they paid for. And then maybe once in a while, we'll do like a pop-up outdoor class. You know, maybe we'll, you know, maybe we can do something where everybody meets at the park and the mommies can stand six feet away from each other, whatever they need to do, and have their coffee or their whatever in there and, and just, you know, reconnect as, as people who haven't seen each other in a while and let the kids you know, get some fresh air and move and dance. And I, I'm, so I'm presenting it as something with a lot of options. And if you take advantage of it completely, you'll get way more than what you paid for it. But I'm pricing it. I'm pricing the whole experience exactly the same as it was in January. And so, in, so it's nine weeks of one hour long classes? Uh, 45 minutes if you are um, three and four and 50 minutes if you're five and six. So, but it's the same amount because I pay my teacher for, teachers for the hour. So it was $135, which is $15 a lesson and a $20 registration fee if you're new to the studio, but if, you know, new in the summer. 
But anyone who's already paid, like let's say in February, somebody already paid in full for the summer, then I just give them a coupon code and they go on Kajabi, enter their coupon code, and now they don't have to pay again because they already paid. But then I know Brilliant. that I give her her little box. She gets the drip. I'm trying to present everything as we don't know how it's going to evolve, but as it does, we'll adjust and you'll just keep getting more. You'll just keep getting more. That's right. Great. Okay. So have you so have you started recording those classes yet? Yes. So we've well we had a little practice run. This was really cool. One of our outreach programs uh, asked if we could do a series of um, you know since we're not sending our teacher to her preschool right now, obviously, mm -hmm. can we do uh, something that we deliver to them on weekly? So this was a nice little practice run for me. Mm. And so Miss Rachel is every week she does. Um, like the first week it was a garden adventure. The next week it was dinosaurs. The next week it was frozen wonderland or something, but she's got 10 different themes. And um, she, every week she sends or every couple days, she sends me a video that I upload into Kajabi. And then I went on Google and found a, a corresponding coloring page and put my logo on it. Mm -hmm. So when the mom opens the course, she can see, um, she can see the video and then she can also see that there's a coloring page. And if you wanted to do some other kind of assignment, like if you have older kids, you could add, you know, a ballet vocabulary sheet or something. So there's lots of things that you can put in there. And then um, every, I set it to every four days, they get a new lesson. And they all paid the preschool for the program in advance. So I just gave the preschool owner coupon codes for everybody. And um, so these families are, are kind of my test run, which I feel yeah. good about because they're, they're the preschool family. So they're not expecting a dance class. It's kind of a movement adventure with Miss Rachel. Mm -hmm. And they're loving it because they love Miss Rachel. Right. And so that was really important to me because I, you know, what's to set, what's to keep our customers from just going on YouTube and watching, you know, someone else's videos instead right. of... And it's the connection to the teacher. Right. Yeah. Right. And, I, and so maybe moving forward into the summer, we will do a little bit of Zoom just to, so that the teachers remain connected, like um, so that they actually know who the kids are and, and we kind of keep that interaction a little bit. Mm -hmm. I would like to not rely so much on the Zoom and rely more on the higher production value, um, nicely packaged stuff that I can put on auto. Right and just go. Right. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. So what are you thinking? Um, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> For summer, um, I mean, I feel like I can't make any decisions yet because we just don't know, but I love what you're doing so that it, it you ha basically it works either way if it's in person or online. Um, my problem is that I am my little kid's teacher. So if we're going to do classes like that on Kajabi, it's basically all on me. I don't have a director to go to and say, make this amazing lesson plan. Like, that's me. <laughs> and I, at, right now, I'm feeling very drained and tapped out, and I'm not sure I can come up with amazing ideas like that. But, um, but I mean, I'm sure I can dig deep and find something. To, find something. <laughs> Um, so I'm definitely looking into the Kajabi option. Um, 
And then thinking about, so we do, we do several different week long camps. Um, and then we do a five week session of classes and I'm thinking about offering those classes on zoom. Um, and then if we are able to open just recording, you know, broadcasting the zoom from the studios that students can choose that what, what they're more comfortable with. Um, but then that big, that brings up the issue of as a teacher, how do you teach to students that are there in person and students on the screen at the same time? That just seems like a, some difficult, like a new world of classroom management. <laughs> how do you make that work? Um, which I'm sure we can figure out. It'll just, it, it might take more than five weeks to get the hang of that is my, is my concern. Um, and then I'm also looking at the option of just closing down for the summer. Which might in the long run be better for your mental health. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. I'm in a spot right now where, you know, I can, I can afford to do that. I'll, like, I'll be okay. You know, my family, well, Josh and I will be okay if we do that. He's still working. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got some savings. The, I've got enough... I, I did the math and I've got enough money in the studio bank account to survive the summer with our, you know, our baseline expenses. And so. if you do that, Casey, maybe you will find that you are inspired to create a lesson plan to put on Kajabi because you don't have a million other things to worry about. Or, right. you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, the answer just comes to us and you might feel like, you know, it'll come to you in peace and quiet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then my other concern is if I close the studio during the summer, what am I gonna do with myself? <laughs> garden, you've got a garden. Yes, I've got that garden now, so I can dive into that and commit myself to my garden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. What are you thinking for recital? What are your different plans for that? Thinking of picking a week in July and having a series of outdoor things. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, maybe, maybe in my yard, but then we'd have to build a stage. I'm, I need to call the, the park, whoever's in charge of the park, and see if I can reserve it for a couple hours each day for a week. And um, it's got, it's like a pavilion, like a, like a, it's cement, but we do it for our community fest every year. So my dancers are familiar with it. Mm. It's, it's, it's manageable. It's not ideal. It's smaller, but uh, you know, so anyway, maybe have maybe five groups scheduled in each one hour show, uh, maybe mm -hmm. a little, a medium, a big, another little, another medium, another big. And then the families can come with their own lawn chairs and coolers or whatever and separate themselves accordingly. And, you know, they'll just sit for an hour and they'll, I think that the little ones would arrive in their costumes and mm -hmm. they would just pass them over to us and um, we'll put them on the stage and then they'll go back and sit on their blanket with their mom. Right. No backstage situation. The older ones will have to self-regulate. Um, of course, no tickets will be sold, um, but it'll just be an opportunity to come together and put a period at the end of this season. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I am really, really grateful that so many of our families have stuck it out with us. Mm -hmm. And um, I do want to be careful that um, 
you know, I don't want, well, I live in a really small town. And as you all know, as studio owners, um, you know, people talk and sometimes you have people who are, who work for you and are also moms at the studio or people are friends or whatever. And I'm, I'm concerned with this PPP funding that some people may assume that since we got the funding, we don't need to continue to collect tuition. Oh. And I am trying to kind of hold that close because we, first of all, we don't know if we're going to have to pay back this PPP funding. Right. And right. secondly, it's only going to last until the end of June. And then, yeah. and then what? Right. So I have promised, and this is another thing that, um, that I've been really harping on with my families is I am not able to give you everything that we agreed on when you first signed up right now. Mm -hmm. But at some point I will be able to offer you more and believe me, I will roll out all kinds of things so that you can feel like you are, you, you're making up for, you know, the fact that you stayed on board and paid your tuition April, May, June. So let's say in the fall, I add some things on every Friday night and it's free for anyone and you can come and do, I don't know what fun classes on, or maybe I just say uh, specialty classes are free for the fall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pizza party kit, you know, sock hot pizza, anything. Yeah. Yeah. That I can rent out the bowling alley for fam- EMC family bowling night. Like, yes, I'm just going to lay it on so thick with appreciation and gratitude mm-hmm. um, that, and, and so I've been just trying to let my families know that I'm not allowed to give it to you now. Right. Believe me, I would if I could, but I'm not allowed to. And once I am allowed to, I am going to make it all up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm very, very grateful that so many people trust me. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that you, that you've been established in your community for so long and you've built that reputation and people trust you. Yeah. 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 So that's good. There's a lot of blessings. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for my recital, I my current uh, plan A is to bring in one class at a time to film them in their costume performing um, performing their dance, and then so it's so no audience, just the students, the teacher, and the videographer. Of course, we'll have to adjust choreography that has partnering or lifts. Um, and so I'm thinking like maybe one or t- maybe, maybe just one week before the filming day, bringing them in for rehearsals in the studio, if we're allowed to do that. Um, so filming them one group at a time, then the videographer stitches everything all together. And then we rent out the drive-in movie theater. <gasps> That's great. And we all go to the movie theater. You know, every, every family is in their little cars, so they don't have, you know, we're socially distanced. Um, that's and awesome. and have it be you know an evening under the stars with aim um you found out if the um drive-in movie can project something that's not like from paramount i don't know and i've i've reached out to them they announced that they are opening on may 1st um and they've you know taken all kinds of special precautions they're not having their concessions stand open one person at a time in the bathrooms cars are now 12 feet apart. Um, their playground will not be opened. They've got all kinds of precautions. They did say that they are 
for the foreseeable future not entertaining um, group rentals or private events. But I'm hoping that, you know, and I've emailed them, I'm hoping that my, my, my pitch as another small business owner will maybe be more interesting to them. Yeah. Um, so I haven't heard back from them yet. You could get some press on that and then that might be really good for them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my plan A right now. Um, the other thing that I'm slightly concerned about is um, in my state, our governor, I'm in Pennsylvania, Governor Wolf has created this form that people can fill out online to basically snitch on businesses that aren't complying mm. with the regulations. And I'm not trying to not comply, but what if you make a mistake? Right. And someone with a bee in their bonnet fills out the form and sends it, and now you've got a government you know, watchdog coming in to, you know, inspect and, and I don't know. It just seems like that's really scary. Yeah. I think that having no parents in the building when we do start opening up could be a blessing or a curse could be Mm -hmm. a blessing in that you're not going to have so many people scrutinizing you, but a curse when it happens that a child misrepresents something that's happened in your studio. Right. Right. Um, Which we know happens all the time. (laughs) Right. There's no, you know, and the parent can't see what we're doing in here. So maybe when that happens, you, you, we take a little video and we say, all right, we're opening our doors. No parents allowed, but this is what it's going to look like. Yes. I think that's a great idea. You know, you just mock it up and you know, here comes the car and then they come out and you've got Miss Kathy at the front, at the front door with the thermometer and you just show step-by-step, this is what it's going to look like. Mommies don't, they want to have a picture in their mind of what's happening right in the studio when their kid if they drop their kid off yeah that's a great idea in these times so (sighs) (laughs) yep i'm hoping that you know in a few months we're going to be on to other topics and saying hey remember that coronavirus thing we went through yeah yeah so glad that's over i just want to be able to hug my students and see them and yeah yeah and i think the hardest part is just not knowing how long it's gonna last yep it is is. yeah but i like that the so i i watched my governor's um press conference yesterday and the plan you know they've got different phases in um planned for reopening the state and my governor is an actual doc is a medical doctor and so yeah so i feel confident that he is taking the right information into account when he you know makes these decisions so um so that's a little reassuring yeah you know like phase one won't start until there's been 14 days of a decline in cases which seems that's not, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, I know a lot of people are really worried about Georgia, but maybe we'll see that it's okay. You know? Maybe. And that's, you know, I, I, I'm not suggesting that the people of Georgia, you know, are in a great place being the guinea pigs, but if it is okay, then that might send a signal to the rest of us that it's okay to 
you know, expose ourselves and maybe we're building immunity or I don't know. I'm not a doctor either. Yeah. And even the doctors don't know. Right. Right. My brother's a doctor and I've been talking to him and he's just like, I don't, yeah, it's, it's all crazy, man. It's all crazy. <laughs> all right. Well, it was really great having coffee with you and yes, depressing subject. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like our episodes are getting sadder and sadder. Hey, any of our listeners have any um, specific things that you'd like us to talk about, please go into DSO Connect community on Facebook. Yeah, and let us know. Or send us an email at dsoconnect6, the number six, at gmail.com if you've got questions or suggestions or what your summer plan looks like. If you've got an awesome summer plan that you know, includes things that maybe we haven't thought of, let us know. And maybe we can bring you on and interview you on the podcast next week. Yeah. We'd love to have some guests on for sure. Yeah. So Robin, what's your happy moment of the week? Well, last night I found out that my um, grandchild is a girl. Yay. <laughs> Finally a girl. Oh, I know you're so excited. Aren't you? Yeah, so we did a quarantine gender reveal party with um, uh, Nick and Allie got Silly String, and they went to, so they knew the, the gender. Uh -huh. So they um, got Silly String and covered the can up so we couldn't see the color, and they did like a back-to-back -back thing in the yard and, kept, you know, made paces of <laughs> Started spraying themselves with either pink or blue, and it was pink. It was awesome. Oh my god, I love it! Yeah, and then she had to. She made a cake for her family with um, either pink or blue inside, and um, they videotaped themselves or they recorded themselves cutting the cake, and we got to see them learn about it as well. So it was two separate families, but you know, we kind of through technology were able to kind of share in that moment together. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. So what's your big happiness? Um, let's see. On Wednesday, I hosted a Zoom happy hour, and yeah. it lasted for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, maybe even longer than that. I was on Zoom from like 8 until almost, until I think like 12.30. And so many different people came on. Stacy came on, who was an, one of my dance teachers. Um, Amy was on. It was, it was just so much fun. And it was like different people from different pockets and corners of my life. Um, did they talk to each other or did everyone? Yeah. Yeah, no, they all talked to each other and I talked to them. And I was kind of worried that I would have to like be the, the cruise director managing all the <laughs> conversations. But it just flowed so nicely and I think everybody had a good time and yeah, it was really fun. Oh, and I will also, another little highlight, I finally got Josh to listen to our podcast. <laughs> which I had him listen to episode 11, which was the recording of my session about childhood development from last year. And he was so impressed. <laughs> I was too with that one you you really know your stuff with those little ones I try I try yeah he was very impressed he was like wow you should like do this as a as a thing that you do I'm like yeah I do do this <laughs> hello hi <laughs> have we met <laughs> so yeah that was that was some nice validation there that's good yeah all we're right good to talk to you get back so to good always so good to talk to you and see you you too, Katie.
All right. Bye, everybody. We will see you. Well, we'll you will hear us again <laughs> next week. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye.